If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. The only way we know how, by being in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of gaming goodness, because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free. DLC is the show all about games in their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also, games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Canada, that's spelled with two N's and one T, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host... Slash nemesis. The guy who's staying cool in Southern California, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. Hello, Jeff. Hello, everyone. We are doing our best, man. Our neighbors have a pool and they are wonderful people. And they invited us over this weekend. And it was so they just like redid it. We were the first, brought the kiddos over. We got to test it out. Let me tell you, the only thing better than having a pool is not having a pool and having friends with pools yeah. that you're yeah. allowed to use. It's like a boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so true. Yes. So true. Oh, man. You you, you got to befriend the pool people. Yes. You know? we, we give them figs from our tree. Like, and it's like whatever they need. Like, oh, <laughs> figs for pool access. <laughs> Water the plants. What do you need? Oh, yeah. You're going to be out of town. Well, you know, I'll, I'll clean the windows. It was sooty out yesterday. Figs I got for you. dips. Figs for <laughs> yep. dips. Mm-hmm. Hey, that other voice you hear, you know that DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. But this week, I am so excited because DLC stands for (laughs) Displeased Leisure Centaur. (laughs) Oh, man. Because from the ACG YouTube (laughs) podcasting streaming empire, we Mm. have... Carrick himself, Jeremy Penter, joining us for the first time. Hey, Carrick. <laughs> hey, thank you. That was an awesome intro, man. I was like, where's it going to go with this? <laughs> there you go. Excellent job. Excellent job. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited to talk to you. It's a big week. We got lots to talk about. Gamescom yeah. happened. We're going to talk a little bit about all the news, but also like what is Gamescom now? Uh, we also have mm. big releases to talk about. Psychonauts 2. So much to get to. So let's jump in. And start the show the way we always do with Story of the Week. Story of the Week, it's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week, it's the Story of the Week. 
Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happened in the world of games this week. And you can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. You can also send us comments, questions, anything you like. We love hearing from you at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. Or you can visit our subreddit. That's 5x5dlc.reddit.com. Or our Discord, which is also 5x5dlc on the old Discord. Hang out. There's cool folks in our community. Join them. Become part of the fun. But Carrick, you are our guest, so you get first pick of stories. What would you consider to be your story of the week? So you guys had a lot of stuff on there, I will yeah. admit. You guys are awesome in your notes. It's first been of a all, busy week. You should come crazy. on. There's, okay. there's no well, note. I think I saw like, Jeff's vamp. notes on the last one I was going to come to. and did. Those, are, <laughs> those are fathomless. Like You look at them and you're like, okay, what? Here's the thing. I don't know if it was on there. I didn't see it. I did search for the word. But to me, the biggest news actually isn't about one game, but getting the delays on multiple yeah. games. Because on my channel, we do cover like behind the scenes, what it's like to work in a distance as well, you know, remote yeah. and that kind of thing. And to just see that some of the games that we knew were delayed, you, you always hear rumors about delays. Like, you know, you hear people talking in the games industry and stuff. And to get a lot of these games shuffled, to February. This is going to sound weird. I think it's awesome because I'm a huge Plague Tale Innocence double A like that, that little weird middle ground of, and I actually like the idea of getting some more oomph into them and getting a little bit more drive. I, I, I don't, you know, get in a, they, a battle kind of thing between triple A's and double A's, but I just think this fall, there's going to be some awesome games that'll have a little bit more shine from some of the websites and some, you know, some companies and stuff like that. And to that, that's probably the biggest deal to me is to yeah. just finally get some solidification there of those dates and go, okay, now I know. So now what can I do and what can I play? But yeah. also, yeah, I it, mean, February is the new, new uh, it, November, right? It, it absolutely is. It the absolutely shortest is. month of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Like pick, pick a 31 day or right. <laughs> right. <laughs> For a YouTuber, it's good though. Got to admit. February is usually dead. This February is going to be, if they don't Not delay some is going to be yeah. So, so your, your position is that, you know, having some of these big temple releases moving out of the way in the fall, gives some smaller double A stuff, more room to get the spotlight. Yeah, man. I just, yeah. I could not be more excited for, you know, and I like the big AAA games. Like I just, Psychonauts, I don't know if you, we can talk about that later. I don't know what, where yeah. we would consider that, but these AA games, um, indie games, they, they don't get, they might get fan traction and you might have a website say, Hey, look, we covered an indie game, but the fact is there's so many and it's almost impossible for them to come close to covering all of them or right. even double A games. Even if you look at Plague Tale Innocence, a lot of reviews came four or five, 10 days after some of the YouTubers got it because they were covering other games at the time. Yeah. So to me, to be able to say, Hey, focus, I know, you know, some people have some different thoughts about focus home or frogware, but to look at these companies and say, you know what? The big websites will cover you. So make sure your crap is solidified. Make sure you got a good game. Deliver it. This is the time for them to shine and to like get a good idea of what they can deliver without all this other hubbub and all the other comparisons. How many times do you guys see that? Oh, well, it's not Call of Duty because of all. And you're like, seriously, man, it's a $20 game. Yeah. It's made by six people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think you make a great point. And I, I think some, you know, some of the, the, release dates that we got during gamescom this week for example horizon forbidden mm -hmm. west february i think what 22nd is the yeah i'm super excited yeah for that. 20, yeah yeah 22nd 
so that's really exciting. I mean, that's a February game. Um, we got a release date for Halo Infinite, which is not after the first year. It will be uh, this year, but it is still pretty late. It's December 8th, which is interesting. You know, that's post Black Friday. It's right. post uh, the normal period when a game of that size and scale is usually released in that sort of like early to mid November. So people who are shopping for the holidays are have an opportunity to buy it, but maybe Microsoft is playing a completely different game than everybody else. They're, they're worried about subscriptions rather than boxes sold off of shelves during the holiday season. Um, any, are there other specific games that you were surprised to see delayed or, sort of i guess in a weird way happy to see delayed uh not happy well okay so i'm okay with delaying a game i've always been really open like i'd rather have the game be good and complete for example i'm one of the few who says halo should probably just hold off that's because i had to live through the master chief collection which was unacceptable and since that's an ip a major ip from a major company i don't think we'd see nintendo or sony treat a title like that if it was their main the bread and butter and with mm. ears doing so well, I would like them to just say, hey, you know what? Let's hold off. But uh, uh, Horizon, um, Eliza Chuck's doing the soundtrack. And then Joshua, uh, what, I think not Joshua Davidson, but uh, the guy from Obsidian, the composer who did uh, Outer Worlds. Mm. All of these guys are working on that game in the audio, which is a big deal to me because I'm yeah. such a huge audio fan. So that one being delayed I'm okay with, I think that's like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with those delays and those AAA titles need, I don't want another days gone. Not to be real. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even though halo infinite was delayed a year, right? It was supposed to come out a year ago. You think it's, it should still hold off. We, we saw, you know, news last week that they weren't going to ship the, uh, the co-op at the same right. time. That's, that's later down the roadmap for them. Um, it's going to be more of this live service approach to halo where, New stuff is going to come online months down the road, and it's going to be this, you know, infinite's right there in the title. It's going to be this experience that continues on and, and is expanded upon. But you still think that uh, December 8th is is rushing it out? If it doesn't, if it's not complete with co-op, and if it's not complete with Forge, Forge is, Forge is yeah. like mods for games, for PC. Right. Yeah. And I want, I want it to do as well as possible. And I know why Microsoft's doing it, but I also, I mean, I could turn the question back on you guys. Do you honestly believe that Halo was going to be released a year ago? And I would say if you <laughs> sat down, whether you're on or off camera and you, you know, I don't have any issue just saying what I think. I absolutely do not believe that was real. And yeah. the, the stories behind the scenes that I was hearing was that it was not real. It was just sort of like a, here's a placeholder date of what we're shooting for. Um, yeah. Master Chief Collection Got off on a bad foot. I'm a huge Halo fan. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite titles of all time. And I would rather see that thing hit late than see it hit in a piecemeal form. And yeah. I, I like it, man. There's something so exciting. When you go on Twitter, look at Psychonauts. Psychonauts elevated me to a level that was, I'm normally at 10 and people are like, dude, this guy's a lot. But when Psychonauts <laughs> came out, I was excited. You can't talk to other reviewers. And I was like, I hope people are going to like, you know, I love it. And then it started, the reviews started hitting. Everybody who's playing it is liking it. That kind of fever, positivity around games is what we need. Yeah, and I agree. I just don't, I don't like the fact that I hear people saying, well, I guess I'll just wait for co-op. And I'm like, eh, I hate that because I hate mm. that person who's like, well, maybe I'll get it later or whatever. I mean, I get it though. I do get it. It's obviously yeah. financial at this point, right? 
Christian Spicer, uh, one of the two of us predicted that every game was going to be delayed this year. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say which one of us turns out to be so, so right. I mean, not every game. Your, your flaw was every game, but go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. continue uh, you know, to- if you round up, it is every game. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, I think we have to round up. Okay. Okay. It's, um, I think I tweeted this out before Gamescom happened as I was aware of a bunch of these announcements that were going to happen at Gamescom. Any game that announces its date, please know that that is a placeholder. Like that is, it is it's like a, it's like a dream wrapped in a fantasy wrapped or, in a, a, yes. a, a, a beautiful uh, summer of, flight of fancy it's, it's just a, it's, a, it's just a, it's like a unicorn with a with a superhero cape uh I don't it's know. a target it's a target except no one shooting the arrow is hawkeye you know like it's like <laughs> it's there and so it was fun to see that with like a lot of these games came out with some dates you know these future games yeah. and i'm curious who blinks in february you know because right. I, I do think a lot of it is a lot of these dates are financial you know, and, and also honest to goodness targets, right? Like you, you got to plant a flat. You can always make anything better, whatever it is, like a stand-up joke. You know, you mm-hmm. can say, do I record this album? Do I record this set? You can always make it better. Um, and at some point you just got to be like, we're done. <laughs> you know, it mm-hmm. needs to be yeah. finished. And so I think for Microsoft, for this holiday in terms of like missing black Friday with halo infinite and stuff like that. I really do. And we talked about it on the show, they're advertising game pass. So their pre black Friday thing is Forza horizon five, which I think oh, will be huge. Man. And then it's, you know, buy an X. I don't know if this is going to happen. Cause I don't know if you can find Xboxes on shelves, but it will be like, get three months of game pass, which mm-hmm. is Forza five, then halo, then da da da. Like play psychonauts right now. Mm-hmm. Then get this, then get this. Yeah, they'll get s- this, they'll sell you that, uh, that, that shiny new Halo uh, Xbox Series X before no, it's already gone. It's sold out. Wow. <laughs> I know, but I mean that, that's coming out well ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, gorgeous. I think uh, gorgeous. I kind of want one. I've never really wanted one of those branded Xbox or Playstations before. I mean, I like the Spider Man PlayStation was pretty sexy, but that man, that Halo uh, a Series X is pretty cool looking Jeff, wasn't there a titanfall one that also looked pretty spectacular yes. i guess i'm a fan of the cyber future yeah. thing i guess right there with you yeah that like circuit board look yep. on the side yep. of your console I'm, all over yeah, it. I'm into yeah. it and I, man that i think that uh that elite controller that they showed that's the halo branded elite controller really cool looking the way that the gold d-pad and then the the the, the military green uh I was so, cool. so glad my kids pulled me away when those pre-orders went live. And I'll admit, <laughs> I, I checked when I was back. I was like, "Let you know," I'll do, and they were all sold out. And I was like, "Thank goodness," because I would have, I would have caught both. They look really good. Xbox has been doing a really good job. You know, whether it's the uh, Design Lab, uh, you can make your own, or mm-hmm. all these limited edition controllers. And now the consoles, I, I wish Sony would get a little more in that game. It, it seems to do well for Microsoft. I know we're kind of off topic now, but. Um, I love that stuff, even though these consoles are hard to find. I think I texted you this. It's like kind of gutsy to release a limited edition console when all of them are limited yeah, editions. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, oh, but so to Christian, circle, sorry, to ahead. Halo, really quick. Yeah. I think circling back, I, I understand. I think co op 
doesn't quite fit this narrative yet, but in my head, it maybe works in that they now have other marketing beats for the game. I don't necessarily think it's the ideal situation, but the easy thing to point to is Fortnite. You know, Fortnite was only save the world and it got marketing buzz and it was like, and then they made uh, battle Royale and then battle Royale keeps changing a new map or now Mm -hmm. you have creative mode and now you have all these spaces and those become other bumps. So I'm hopeful, um, Karak, as you mentioned, that people don't just kind of shrug it off at yeah. release, but it becomes another bump for folks and Forge explodes or something like that. That's my hope. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm really excited about this Halo. I, I think it's going to be cool. It's it's neat that I already own it. <laughs> you know, I mean, games. we say it every week, but Game Pass is just so so rad in that, in that regard. Um, but... It is interesting, you know, you mentioned, Christian, about the who's going to blink in February. You know, I, I look over at a game like Sifu, which I'm right. super excited about. I think that game looks really cool, but it is certainly a, a smaller scale indie game set for this February release. And I feel like, oh, probably when they were thinking about putting the game out in February, they're like, oh, that's cool. Our, our, our smaller <laughs> game is going to be in this lull period. And here we are in, in, in this crazy February. But it it's wild how all this stuff is is shifting around and there really isn't any more, you know, three months or, or one month that is where all the games come out. It really is a, a full calendar where it seems like almost every single week is some big release. And, and that's that just because mirror, there's so many oh, games. No, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, you guys being, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm the oldest one here, but you guys remember going into retail Tuesdays and Thursdays with a delivery of your, sure. your FedExes to your Fred Meyer or wherever. I'm Pacific Coast, so that's that's what I'm talking about, Fred Meyer. I don't know what it is on the East Coast or other places, but you would always go we in. Had those electronics changed. boutique. Oh, so did we. Oh, dude, yeah. got my Sega Saturn there day one, spent all that money. But <laughs> nice. when you when you look at all these things changing, early access broke that, Steam digital storefronts broke that. So it's no longer right. a day. Tuesday, Thursday, and I've talked to developers who did last this last February. I don't know if you guys remember in the February prior, there were a couple big games that also moved to February. And a lot of the smaller devs, they do worry about it. Like we've we've had a couple musicians on because I'm huge into the composer, get the composers mm. on, and they've definitely stated that there's a there's some nervousness there. Yeah, going against I can imagine. a triple yeah. A drop and you know. I mean, look at what happened with GTA. I don't know if you guys remember GTA five companies just split. They were like, we're yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work because they're still selling. But you know what I well, mean? For me, the poster child of that always has been uh, Titanfall two, yeah. right? which I remember yes. whatever year that was, uh, it came out between Seven. battlefield and cod yeah. and like, like the week between those two. And it was, I think for my money, the superior game of the three, uh, but it, it, it the sales didn't, it didn't happen like because that. it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and that's not exactly a, you know, a small tier game either. That was a pretty big, big game, but it, it's it, release dates matter. And uh, that absolutely can happen where they just get swallowed up. Um, all right, Christian, what is your story of the week? Um, I mean, it's, it's a big one. There's a lot going on. It's yeah. uh, if I, I mean, it's Gamescom. Gamescom is the biggest story of, you know, this past week and things we haven't addressed yet. I'm diving into those specifics. I want to cover a lot of what was talked about on Gamescom. I'll start very specifically broad. opening night live, right? Is, yes. is yeah. uh, the, the big presentation. Gusto. Yeah. Jeff Keeley's yeah. big event that, uh, that has sort of redefined what Gamescom is in the last few years. Yeah, so I'll start broadly, and then I'll call out one thing specifically that I thought was really big coming out of all of that. Broadly, I will say 
it was a great showcase. I, I thought his IG, IGN, his E3, <laughs> not E3 showcase was a little flat. Um, it felt full, uh, it had a, a lot of filler in it and it kind of dragged. This was two hours at a clip. A lot of great announcements, good showcases. I thought the dev interviews, while still, you know, more stilted than what you'd get on like a podcast or sit down, they were very kind of, we're doing this, but still more interesting than a lot of those stilted <laughs> interviews mm-hmm. can be. Um, and I thought it was a really good showcase. My only nit to pick with it, again, broadly speaking, and Jeff, we mentioned this briefly offline. I, I don't know what made it Gamescom versus the VGAs versus Summer Games Fest. It just felt like a Keeley production, which I think one of his best ones of recent memory, but it didn't feel different. It didn't feel German. It didn't feel. Okay. Yeah. Je ne sais quoi. Does it mm-hmm. need to? I mean, what do you what do you think, Carrick? Does it does Gamescom need to have an identity that's different than the other sh- showcases during the year? I would I would ag- I would actually agree that it didn't, and that was brought up when we were watching the live stream. It, was, it did feel a little bit just like another one. I don't know if it does because I didn't track Gamescom until like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long that one's been going on. But you know, you live people can joke, but you live in the United States. There's certain ones you follow and certain ones you don't. And I just right. didn't know until I got into my discord and we have a lot of people from all over the world. And they were like, no, you got to watch this one. And starting to watch it, I was like, oh, this is impressive. But I will say they were a little bit more eclectic, a little bit more sophisticated um, than E3s in the past. And so that wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't here, but it didn't feel as catchy this time. So I would yeah. agree. I don't know if it has to, I guess we'll just have to see another year. Um, but that's a good point, man. That's like, a, that is a very solid point that it does it need to. It's weird I, that I feel that it probably does. I just I, don't know how, how they go about it. I kind of, I mean, this is, let it say about me what it does. I kind of feel like I should have been reading subtitles. I feel like it should have been in German. I don't know. It just felt, <laughs> it felt very American, which isn't, again, isn't a bad thing. I think right. it was a great, I, this is a knit. I think it well, was I mean, an he's, awesome he, showcase. He was streaming from Los Angeles. I, yeah, I yeah, know. You know, yeah. I mean, Gamescom is the European, big European game show. It has been. Uh, but world as it is now yeah right you know i don't i don't know i don't know if if not having that identity is a detriment i i i would love to know what europeans think about it if they felt slighted or perhaps uh that the the show lost some of its its uh, reason for being but um you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's Jeff's fault. I mean, it's not, I, I don't know why you would fly to Germany just to stream something, you know, right. it, or I don't know if a German production company has that setup and that access. I mean, he has proven right. time. Jeff Keeley has proven time and time again, that he is top. Oh, 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 1%. Yeah. And being able to do what he does, the connections, the production leaks almost never come out of his productions. Like the dude, runs a much tighter sea of thieves ship than i do which is constantly <laughs> springing water um and it's it's a testament to the hard work that he and that crew does and i think this one was great to pull out one thing and there are a lot but i'll pull out i know what you're going to pull out jeff and i will leave that alone um but to me getting the official announcement of x cloud coming to console mm. this holiday one kind of alleviates the joke of can you buy a console because folks will be able to play series games like against yeah. via streaming but on their xbox one console which 
to dive into a very specific knit during that video presentation. I loved the way I feel like Microsoft was kind of subtly acknowledging their console naming convention is hard when they referred to Xbox one as gen eight, mm-hmm. you can play gen nine on gen eight. And I'm like, just say, say your names are silly Xbox. <laughs> yeah. That's silly. not helping. <laughs> Cause what gen nine, no, no, I'm Especially even more it's brand confused. new and we're at nine already. You're like, <laughs> yeah. dude, we're way beyond you using gens. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I love that. You created cool. this. You created this and you're not making it any better. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, that's, that's, it's pretty wild that X cloud is going to be on console. So you can literally try games before you download them, which as somebody who just moved to a new location and for the first time in my life, I have data caps. Oh, I'm all of a yeah. sudden now very interested in these kinds of things because I never, it never experienced it before. Um, so, and I think that's really cool. The idea that you can just pop into a game and try it out. Your friends are playing something. Yeah, um, just jump in. Uh, hey, just jump I'm in. playing Halo Discord. Come jump in with me. Done. I mean, you and, you and I have had that exact issue, Christian, where it's like, okay, let's play something. Uh, I'm going to play this game. You want to play it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm downloading. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you in 20 minutes, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. Even with fast internet speeds, it, it, I'm, yep. you know, 28 gigs or whatever it is for the average game. Uh, it, it, it takes a while. It's great. Just that, that, um, quality of life upgrade of being able mm. to say, Oh, I can just immediately start playing it. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, let I me, mean, let's talk about some of the game announcements. Cause there's a lot of really cool ones. Christian, do you have any, uh, one or two games that stuck out to you? For me, this is the, uh, Doke V show that I don't know what anybody else, uh, saw, but I, I know Doke V was, announced before the show but it's the first time i'd seen anything about it and oh my god it's the only game i want uh, i thought for sure you were gonna pull out marvel's midnight suns i'm also super excited about that <laughs> i am also super excited about that but doke v dude was like this ray of sunshine that hit me i was like oh this game looks like no other game it's just this beautiful positive silly wonderful joyous thing i i really hope that game lives up to what it looks like it is Anyway, but yes, Midnight Suns, we had talked about before E3, uh, there was supposed to be this Firaxis Marvel game announced at E3, and then it didn't happen. It was like one of my most anticipated things at E3, and then they never mentioned it. This evidently is that game, and super cool. Um, Tarek, you you sound like you were excited about that too? Yeah, I mean, even though Avengers didn't, you know, pan out. I'm yeah. I'm abs- I'm always about like well what's next you know things don't pan out all the time so to me seeing that I'm also they did state it's nothing like XCOM which admittedly I sort of wanted an yeah. XCOM like because yeah, I give XCOM, me XCOM with a Marvel skin oh, I'm, I'm in dude <laughs> yeah. XCOM like that I had to cut that review short chose uh children what was that one the chosen or whatever the the DLC for yeah number two. yeah because I was just like then you and then you it was just so excitable <laughs> and and so i was excited for that but you know what i'm i'm cool with them saying hey we want to do you know we're we're gonna we got the license which number one is very cool yeah. that, that that license is going everywhere and uh, they're a as outstanding company so like I, I you know sometimes you see a company you're like you go and make whatever you can and you sort of hope later when they do something i'm like whoa wait all right, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit back and sort of, you know, pay attention yeah. to this. So, yeah, and and what a cool slice of the Marvel universe, you know, the sort mm-hmm. of vampire creatures of the night, 
but also with a lot of mainstream, you know, Wolverine in there, Doctor Strange in there. There's a lot of, uh, but, but also, you know, Ghost Rider and, and Blade. And I think you're going to see, I'm, I'm hoping for Moon Knight at some point in that game. So it seems like they've got a really cool way into the Marvel universe. So it's not just another Marvel Avengers game right. or whatever. Uh, and I like, I love the costume designs that they seem to have gone with. My question to you, Carrick, is the idea of them inventing a new character around which to pivot this story. My understanding is it isn't that you just play as the new character. You also do play as the Marvel heroes that you're excited about. But introducing a new character that is sort of the center point of the story, do you think that's a smart move or is it a little bit of a bummer? I I don't think it's a bummer. I think with Avengers... um you got uh, uh, what was her name? Oh, she was actually sort of cool. Um, I can't remember the main character. Oh, Ms. Marvel. You're Thank talking you, about Ms. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And which is a a character that a lot of people who just play these games probably don't track as much as Wolverine, right. Let's be honest. And so, what's cool about this game is they're gonna, like you said, Moon Knight. They'll do. You know, Marvel's opened up. Right. They're starting to show these side characters that you're like, who is this? You know, a lot of us. And I just got into comics in the last two years. I've hated comics all my life. And I don't know what happened, but about a year or two ago, I started reading like Batman, the detective, um, Batman detective or whatever. Comics, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is, you know, this is pretty sweet. One of us. One yeah, of and so us. You find these little side characters. So to me, I'm okay with this because what you can do is pretend in your brain, this is just a side character. It's just somebody that, you know, has their own comic book that's now jumping in. So I'll, I'll get. I, I'm ready to check it out. Also, my favorite heroes in XCOM are usually YouTubers and friends that I put their names in. And I'm like, all right, let's see how fast Carrick dies. Let's see how fast my best friend dies. You know, uh, so with Marvel throwing a side character in there or a character in there that you not only play as your main, but also jump off and play the others. I'm actually I'm I'm OK with we just have to sort of see what it is. Yeah. You know, because we don't even know. I don't even know unless they announce. I don't even know what format this game is in. Like, well, it is going to be a tactical role-playing game start of situation. I, I, you, you're right in there saying it's not exactly XCOM, but I think it's right. not going to hew too far from that okay. uh, that modality that that they, they're known for. Um, Christian, I'm assuming you're excited about Midnight Suns. I am. I'm curious. Uh, you know, for me, the tactics genre is never my favorite. It always yeah. pulls me mm-hmm. in a little bit because of the compelling um, emergent gameplay that comes out of it. Like, again, how many times can Jeff and Garnet die? Um, those stories a are lot. Really fun. a lot, a lot, <laughs> are, are really fun to hear about your friends dying in, in those games. Um but like too strategic, I get analysis paralysis and I just stop having fun. And I'm like, I can sit this sniper right on. And I got to, I'm save scumming. And it just becomes a whole me problem. Um, I'm curious with this because it says, it sounds like no permadeath. Um, and also you can't romance everybody, but you can become, I think the quote was very good friends. Um, and I, I'm, I'm curious how they, how they balance it. Besties. Think, that's what I always wanted. <laughs> And I think the new character is a compelling way in. And to some extent, I think if done well, it allows you into this world they're building without baggage where it's like Iceman would never do that. And, you know, like forcing you in as a character and like you have to play kind of by that character's rules. Yeah, right. So when done well, I think it's really strong. There was the, um, uh, what was the Silicon Knight X-Men game 
where you like created your own hero, but th- it just felt so generic. It was mm-hmm. like the real hero Wolverine would be like, hero, come yeah. with us. And yeah. you're just like, oh, I suck. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's always a, it's a tricky thing, right? Because you want to be able to give the player agency and uh, honor their choices and the way they want to play and how, let them sort of author their own story. But at the same time, the reason I buy a game with the Marvel logo on it is to play as the characters that yeah, right. I know and love from Marvel. So it's a tricky proposition as a developer with that license. Like, how do you how do you walk that line exactly? Uh, hopefully, Firaxis has figured that out because, I mean, the, obviously, all we've gotten so far is a CG trailer. But boy, that CG trailer got me excited. Gameplay soon. It's I think like this week. I think and chat yeah. saying September first. And like Carrick mentioned, oh good. As a a, a developer to blindly be excited about before yeah. being proven otherwise fraxis is one that it's Pretty easy good. to jump on that hype train yeah. and, i'm also glad that i'm not the only one who puts my friends in Were you, you, is that garnet lee you're talking about oh yeah. he died so much Dude, in XCOM. garnet lee is why i'm reviewing right now like legitimately oh, yeah? is yeah why, listening to one up yours oh. and and you never listened to the show after that one though yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that Christian and I were on. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, listening to them talking, you know, occasionally there was obviously alcohol involved. Was like one of the yeah. reasons why I, I was like, oh, friends can you know just sit and talk about games and and you know yeah. have other people want to listen. But uh, yeah, I can't wait. I think Firaxis is a perfect company to just get excited behind. And so I agree. Cross my um, fingers for sure. Christian, do you have any other highlights from uh, opening night live that you want to? I will call, call out, out. I mean, there's so many, but I will call. Oh, I'll call out two more. Two more. One, Midnight Fight Express, which, if it controls the way I hope it does, it might be my dream game. Kind of a brawler meets Arkham or something like that. Like it looked yeah. fast, it looked fluid. Made by one person apparently because seems impossible. That seems impossible. <laughs> I mean, Keely made a big deal about that, and and I don't doubt his his honesty, but. Seems impossible. I think Keely. I think Keely listened to last week's show and was like, "Games aren't hard to make, and to prove it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> FYI on that too. If you guys covered the ascent, I covered that. They said there was eleven, but if you watch yeah. their developer diaries, they are very clear it wasn't just eleven. Yeah. They were like, "No, we use contractors," and they were really open about it. It's just that becomes the zeitgeist. Right. That becomes the which I have no, I have no problem with, but. I think you're right. You know, sometimes you got to grab a composer off Fiverr or something and be like, dude, <laughs> yeah. come help me with this. You know, there's certain aspects of a game. The art but, alone of that game, the Midnight, yeah. uh, what is it called? Midnight, 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 Midnight Fight, Fight Express. Express. Yeah. The art alone looks like it needed a dedicated artist. Like it's, it, uh, it's sweet. a very attractive looking game. It's, uh, it looks incredible. That's, yeah. I'm very excited for that. And then, I mean, I already knew I loved it, but um, Shredder's Reve- Teenage Mutant. TMNT or is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? But Shredder's Revenge. I forget what the above the colon is. Playable April O'Neil. She looked great carrying her little microphone and then yeah. bringing out the broadcast camera. Oh, <laughs> so cool. So good. I can't, I, I still don't think there's an official, as we mentioned, dates don't matter, but I don't think there's an official date for that yet still, but it looks so very good. I'm so excited for that game. Carrick, do you have any uh, games from opening night live that piqued your interest particularly? You know, I usually don't, I usually just don't get super excitable anymore because mm. everything gets delayed and because I'm reviewing. And so you sort of like try, try to step away a little okay. bit. I would say though, 
I didn't know what Doki V is. Is that what it is? Yeah. Doki v. yeah. Doki I didn't know what v, that was, yeah. but because uh, I didn't, I don't know how I missed it. I'd missed it during the show. But then w- one of the guys was in the discord was asking me about that. And I would say probably of all of them, that one interests me the most. Yeah. Just because there's that cool surprise you get when you're like, wait, what? And it, and I'm a huge art fan. We do videos on just art, um, not just the technical stuff, but art. You know, the Bob Ross painting a happy tree. That to me <laughs> matters way more than how many, you know, polygons you can get in a small section we can zoom in on. Right. And when you see that, you're just like, what is this game? And yeah. to me, that probably would be the highest on what I saw, you know, early. That, right it, it there just, with you, man. It just was so different looking. Evidently, this game was announced in 2019, and I was not aware of it. I wasn't uh, this either. Is from That's the same okay. developer that did Black Desert Online, which is another gorgeous MMO. Gorgeous MMO. Yeah. Uh, and I just the, the art design of this game is immediately striking, but also the setting, the the things that you seem to be able to do, like yeah. skateboarding around and the the color, the vibrancy. It just looks like the antidote to all the sort of you know self serious. Yeah, of, yeah, dark. Yeah, which, I know. You know, you I'm down for those games sometimes too. But yeah. it's just it, whenever you see something that is so different and so unique, it has such an identity. Especially, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Every time we have a, a showcase, E3, any of the big game showcases, when there's a bunch of games back to back, there's always one or two that completely pop and separate themselves from everything else because they don't look like everything else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I tweeted very excitedly about this game that, you know, i think i think yeah. the tra- the trailer is my game of the year it it's like it i just wanted to live up to my feeling that i feel right now which is it just feels like this ray of sunshine and i really can't wait for i mean there's no date for for this game but uh it looks like i mean they they touted it on the website as an mmo but then sort of the the messaging around the trailer is more open world action RPG. That's what I saw as well. Open world action. RPG. Yeah, but either way, I am I am so excited for this game. It just looks whimsical and fun and and different in all the coolest ways. I mean, so. honestly, if the game is just that trailer or a loading screen with that song playing, I'll probably <laughs> be good enough, right? Dude, love it. Like, the, yeah. the like flying uh, uh, with the the, yes. the the umbrella across the coastline as the sun sets in the like, sky. I just want to do that. Just let me do that. I, I, uh, it looks so great. Yeah. Um, but also yeah. that looked it. farther along, so that makes sense, Jeff. Uh, that you said it was announced early because the draw distance, like image yeah. stability, there wasn't a lot yeah. of pop in, and there were some FPS issues. But let's be honest, that's pretty normal, even for released games. So yeah. to see that, <laughs> and he's going over a ridge, and there's the ships and the water, and there's—I know this sounds stupid, but like when they make shadows far away, so you can see a little, so it looks 3D, right? It's it's placed, and they're they're rippled on the water from like a mile and a half away. My brain is like, oh, that's exactly what I want to see. And yeah. you guys are right, when a game pops, it's it's sort of like when you talk to anybody about it, wh- whatever it may be, like a, a hiking trail, somebody will be like, oh, it's called this trail, but there's this one spot. And that is what I think, to me calls to watch a gamescom it's not the entire production it's those two or three that like life is strange for me i never wanted to be a 17 year old girl but i saw life is strange and i was like <laughs> i am in and yeah. because it was nostalgia it was pastels it was everything i've liked and this right. one looks the same man it, it just it grabs your eyes instantly yeah 
I agree. I, I I can't. I just I just was doing cartwheels in my house watching the trailer. I've, I've watched the trailer like ten times. It's so <laughs> cool. Um, uh, but last thing I want to mention from Opening Night Live though is the game that ended the show uh, in true Keeley form. By the way, Keeley, friend of the show, we love him. Uh, but I razz him a little bit because uh, of course he's got to hold his 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 bestie uh, Hideo Kojima's game for the the final game, uh, the Death Stranding director's cut. I just want to get your both of your reactions to it because I I have a lot of affection for Death Stranding. I thought it was a really bizarre injury. I mean, talk about different games. It's such a it's such a big swing at something and really trying to invent a new genre in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, our life for the last two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it looks like <laughs> this director's cut, you know, call it what you will, director's cut. It is just throwing in the kitchen sink of wacky ideas, and I'm kind of there for it. I mean, I made fun of the concept of calling this director's cut. I I think it's it's it seems self indulgent, and 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 a lot of the excesses of Hideo Kojima I think are on display here. But then I saw the actual stuff that you can do in the game now, and I'm like, yes, go for it, man, go for it. I don't know how you guys feel. What did you think, Carrick? So. I've been pretty open. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Death Stranding fan, even though I love, you know, walking simulators. It just didn't grab me. It was a little too separated in <clears throat> in in the way everything came together. And it is weird that the entire tale that we heard for Death Stranding originally was he was the director with no control, <laughs> and now he's like, well, here's the true director's cut. And I'm like, dude, you are now two people. You you have split your psyche down the center, and you've got one dude who's your. What is happening? Ignoring that, what I saw interested me more because it is very difficult for me to look at Death Stranding now and say, you know what, I'm going to go and play that, fully play it. Every time I've touched, I've sort of bounced off of it. But to be honest, with everybody jumping back in, with there was like race racing going, there was some yeah. weird stuff in that. I was like, what the hell? So to see how it all gets put together, um, interests me because it will not be like a true director's cut which is where it was filmed and they cut it up and edited it this will be right. stuff added in which is not you're, you're right it, director's cuts a sort of a, an odd term for that um i'm actually excited more for this than i was the original death stranding because it just looks like what the hell and yeah. I'm, I'm all for what the hell like what the <laughs> it, heck? it definitely has that quality it also seems to be directly addressing a lot of the frustrations of the of the original game you know it, a lot of the new yeah. tech that they showed available in the game seems like hey yeah you know how you wanted to just like jump <laughs> off of stuff and not die well okay we're gonna there let you, go. you now you know we got um retro boosters i guess they'll let you just do that uh christian i don't know what your reaction to it was i loved the trailer i love Kojima being even more Kojima. <laughs> I still have zero. I mean, the the core game isn't for me. Like you can take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, deep fry it, you know, turn it into a Monte Cristo, put a, a pina colada umbrella in the top of it. And it's still a, at its core, it's still a PB and J, which doesn't get me super excited. It's a terrible That's analogy because you just described a delicious sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe that's where we differ um <laughs> I, it just it doesn't the, the game doesn't do it for me now that being said if he was talking about a director's cut of metal gear solid 3 you know like i know we got other versions but if, if it was a game i loved and he was doing all this sure. i'd be you know to the moon it's just the the core the bread and butter 
does not interest me, but that trailer was, I loved it. I love, I don't know who uh, the voice actor was that did the VO in it, but it was awesome. It's like go racing. And it was like said with the perfect amount of like, <laughs> I'm excited, but also I know this is ridiculous. And <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Really, really good. All right. I mean, I know we're already running long, but uh, that's just a little part of what Gamescom was. There's also a there was a massive indie showcase. Uh, IGN did a uh, awesome indies showcase. And I mean, it's the exact poster child for too many games, which is, you know, uh, what we deal with all the time. So there's far too many indies to even go over all of them that were shown, but I want to pick out a few as my story of the week, and you guys are welcome to pick out any that you saw uh, that were cool. Uh, there's like dozens of of games that were shown in the awesome indie showcase. Um, I, of course, was immediately drawn to the game Cantata, which is literally one letter off my name. If It, it is one N, two Ts, but if it was two Ns, one T, it would be my name. So I guess I have to play Cantata uh, as Jeff Cantata. Um, and it actually kind of looks cool. Really interesting game. Uh, also, uh, Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, leapt out at me. This is the game where you play as this girl and her doll. And uh, you're, you're kind of playing a top-down um, puzzle game. At the same time, you're also playing, like, Limbo. Like the, the, You create shadows, and then you go into the shadow world, which is like Limbo, as the doll, as the teddy bear. And then you can move on the platforms of shadow that you created as the girl. Really cool concept. Beautiful execution, at least according to the trailer. Um, or at least what I could get from the trailer. Ah, it looks uh, really cool. Uh, also, the game Terror Bane, which is like T-Error Bane. Uh, which is a kind of traditional Japanese role-playing game wrapped in uh, a there-is-no-game-style fourth-wall-breaking craziness where you're trying to glitch out the game world in ways, you know, like break the computer that's playing the game in order to defeat the role-playing game. Awesome. Um Either of you have any indies that jumped out at you from the uh, very, very long indie showcase? It was like a huge. The, the YouTube is six hours long for the indie showcase. Did you guys see Deluvian wins? Yes. So that sort of speaks to me. Um, hmm. and, and also a lot of these were for Switch, I noticed when I was looking yes. them up. So that that's actually cool because I haven't really broke the Switch out in a while. So yeah, oh, tons um, of tons of games announced for Switch uh, of these indie games. Yeah, of the indie Switch, games, you know, yeah. becoming the 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 go to indie development platform at least until the Steam Deck comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But that one spoke to me, and then I had not seen the Terror one. Um, but you you just you just talked uh, about the girl, the Tale of uh, Tale of Shadows, which I had not seen either. That actually, those kind of games are what I'm into. Like yeah. that, the moment you start explaining, I looked it up. That's those are the kind of things that I sort of like, whether I'm reviewing or not, to just sort of play because they that top down, all the different little gameplay switches, that kind of stuff. Man, Oxen Free, one of my favorite games of all time, like legit all time. Whenever they go Very and game. they adjust some stuff and they have the alternate worlds or you build this and something happens here, I'm, I'm sort of a sucker for those. 
It's just it. It's got a soft. I've got a soft spot for him. Yeah. No, I love those kinds of games too. Uh, Christian, did you uh, did you see Squadron Fifty One? I did. Oh, the old arcade. No, it's no. it's a, it's, a oh. it's an indie version of an old bullet hell arcade game, but done in the aesthetic of a nineteen fifties oh. sci fi movie. What? Where okay, the aliens right are attacking. Now. It's all black and white. It's made to look like uh, all of the the like things are on wires. Are yeah. yeah. Oh yes, this it, is it, awesome looking. Incredible! It's incredible looking. Just the aesthetic alone, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite as I mentioned for for access and like tactics games not being my thing. And I think Jeff, we've talked about this maybe like year one on this show. I have an <clears throat> excuse me, I have an odd soft spot for Warhammer 40k. Me too. And like I I don't know why. I'm not sure what Warhammer is or 40k, I should say, cuz it's been everything. There's been like pretty good third-person shooters, pretty good tactical games. And I think it's just because it's Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Slayers, Demon Hunters. It's like three colons. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's a tactical game, but that CG trailer I love that universe. It's like a big chunky yep. gray that I even, I guess it's more blue. Um, I'm excited to see what that is. I think it'll be too tactical for me. Cause like the hardcore 40 K stuff, I, I always try and get lost, you know, five hours in as I've messed up my build somehow, but that I'm excited by that. And then I don't know if they count quite as Indies. Um, let me double check really quick. It's uh Oh yeah. It's demon hunters. There you have it in the doc. Thank you. And, um, Coke Media had a lot of stuff yeah. um, in the Indie Showcase, which is, aren't they also Dying Light 2, which we didn't talk about, they which are. was in the main showcase. Tons of footage of that game. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. By the way, I, I still have a t-shirt that I got at E3 like four years ago that says Dying Light 2. I saw it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hilarious. Anyway. Indeed you did. Um, <laughs> it wasn't done or even remotely close to done, but I saw it. <laughs> you saw it. And I think they shared some really fun, some interesting games, but I don't know if they're the indie showcase or not. Maybe they're the publisher and the see, devs are. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That's all. That's all I was going to say, but I, I like I the catalog. Would, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I thought with your love of retro, I, I love how the indie scene consistently kind of revisits old retro games, but brings them up to date and and modernizes them uh there's this game called terror of hemosaurus which is basically an indie version of rampage the old oh yeah i didn't see that i gotta plug in my head oh you gotta check out the trailer it's wild (laughs) it's like oh somebody just decided that rampage needs to be remade but done with a modern sensibility well if you like these did you ever play um hidden tower of monsters i did not from uh they were atlas there, uh, there, there was a a word after that. I can't remember. They're, they are one of the Atlas teams, but they made it's Deadly Tower of Monsters, and it's Flash Gordon, um, but it's filmed uh, like your Squadron Fifty One, where it's behind this, it, like you're seeing a movie being filmed by a, a oh, terrible B actor. Yeah, and so it's this B, it's this B director. Not to steer us completely off course, but if if you guys like those kind of games, Deadly Tower of Monsters is just one of the like it is a it is one of the craziest Flash Gordon old looks like Perry Roden. I'm a huge old sci-fi fan, but like Love Sydney it. Perry Roden, everything mixed together, and then World Police on top of it with like the strings 
and oh, like man. like the heads not looking right because they're par- they're not in the right <laughs> spaces. But anyway, sorry, I just no, I had this to get is that great. Out. I had to uh, I'm looking at it on Steam right now. Fifteen bucks on Steam came out in 2016. Came I out in 2016. Yeah, Deadly yeah. Tower of Monsters. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Very Check cool recommendation. Fifteen bucks. Awesome. Uh, anyway, so that's our uh, that's our Gamescom coverage, I guess. The, again, too many games, but yeah, lots. Man, uh, I, I I was excited. I came out of there jazzed about a number of things, and I think uh, I think we got a lot to look forward to. But let's get to stuff you can actually play now in a segment we call the playlist. Carrick, you have been playing a game that all three of us have been playing. The uh, one I would guess the the big release of the week, or one of the big releases of the week. You mentioned it early on as being one that has delighted you. Psychonauts two. Yeah, yeah. Let's I, let's talk about it, dude. I could talk about Psychonauts two longer than I played it, and I played it twenty <laughs> hours. I've talked. I got into the Discord, and I'm like, everybody, come in here. Let's just talk about Psychonauts two. It is the most confident platformer I think I've ever seen. And wow. if you look at games and you look at how they're made and you look at the ones that get delayed and the ones where the companies get purchased, you you never know how they're going to turn out. Wasteland 3 is a good example of getting extra money. So they put the extra voices in. And yeah. Tim Schafer has been very open that Microsoft and that influx of money allowed them to add some bosses. But I don't care because Tim, him, what, who, whatever magic, whatever WTF factory is in his head. Sorry, I had to, <laughs> I had to censor myself. Whatever factory of weirdness is in his head is so delightful to me that <laughs> I, w- dude, it, it's so confident that when it shows you a cutscene, it, it's not that it doesn't worry about your time. It's that it knows that what it's telling you will not bore you. And I've never, I loved Ranch, Ratchet and Clank, but that was more of a shooter with platforming stuff. This this is more of a platformer where every special power you get is usually tied into the 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 platforming itself and then can also attack an enemy. It's a little on the side there. And yeah. I came out of that game and I was like game of the year beyond at least right now I usually don't like to do game of the year cuz I think it's a little unfair, but it's so beyond what I expected and what I worried about. And it's one of the reasons why I try to stay away from game news because as a reviewer, it's a little weird if you go in with an expectation and it doesn't meet it. I don't think that's fair. It's like, what do you get for your money is really what's fair. But with yeah. that game, man, and I couldn't talk to anybody. It was the most stressful <laughs> God, darn time. I was just sitting there going like, my God, would the embargo please release? Because I want to know if everybody likes this. Like, am I nuts? Am I going completely crazy? Or is this amazing? And did you play the first one? Were you a fan of the first one of the franchise? Or did I you played it late? Yeah. And admittedly, the control ain't there. You know, we're all accustomed to the old Resident Evils with the tank control. Yeah, it's not that right. bad, but I was playing the old one and I was talking to some other, you know, people on the podcast and I was like, it, I like it a lot, but it was, it, it's hard when a game pushes you away a little bit. And yeah. this game, man, it, I mean, it was like, don't, nobody bother me. Make sure the dogs are outside. I don't want to have to worry about them. I just, I literally want to play. And I would say that's only happened probably in the last seven years, probably only happened like six, seven times where I've just been like, what the hell? It's so fun. It's so different. (laughs) I love it. I love your enthusiasm. It's interesting. I I saw somebody noting that 
um, this is sort of the year of the platformer. Yeah. It's like we're in, we're in a time warp back to the early '90s because I would I would posit that the biggest contenders for game of the year at this moment, at least for my money, are Ratchet and Clank, yep. uh, Rift uh, Rift Apart. Psychonauts 2 and it takes two all three of those are basically platformers yeah and uh very high profile very excellently made uh, I think that's pretty amazing that here we are in uh 2021 and the platformer is represented so well we also had you know Astrobot uh, and last year yeah what was that one Bowser's, oh, Bowser's Fury. Fury yeah Bowser's Fury was a great one so um it, you know it's we're having this renaissance of of the platformer um, Christian, do you share Carrick's enthusiasm for Psychonauts 2? I, I, I hate that I don't. I, <sighs> I love, and, and here's why. And, and it's a, it's a crappy reason. I don't, and I've tried, I've been Googling, trying to find it. Um, and Jeff knew this when he set me up for this. So thank you. But, um, <laughs> the game opens with a warning for dentophobia or like fear, fear of teeth. I think it's, there's a different names for it. I think yeah. it may be used dentophobia. And I don't have that, but there is, and the same thing happened to me with the first game, which I, I think I did play all of way back when. Um, and it's, I don't know, maybe it is a phobia. There is something about the art style, even just the characters. And it, it feels like um, not, not grime art. It's not that and I can't place it. It's almost like, the coach kind of reminds me of the mayor from a nightmare before Christmas, which yeah. also unjustifiably yeah. creeps me out. There is something about the character design. We talked about it, Doki V and how that had this different design. There's just something about Psychonauts character design. It's like the opposite of ASMR. Mm-hmm. I, I, you just find it repulsive. Yes. There is something that, yeah. and I, I, I'm muscling through the game because the platforming is incredible. I mean, even just in the opening minutes, it tilts the world on itself, but not in a way that you've really done before. It's not like, oh, it's the gravity shifts and now I'm here. It's like gravity shifted for everybody else, but not you, <laughs> you know, and like yeah. how that plays out and using your powers as Carrick mentioned as a platforming mechanism. There's so much wonder that, and graphically too, from an art design that again, re- repulses me, but like it's, the floors are reflective in the right way. The sound design of like walking into different rooms and smaller oh, yeah. rooms has a smaller soundscape than when you're in a big auditorium. And it, it, it pains me, but I, it's like um, not having my VR legs, you know, it, it, it literally makes me a little bit nauseous and I'm not sure what it is. The eyes too far. Dude, the first lady looks like she swallowed a football and and <laughs> then or didn't have swallowed a football. I even warned people in the review. I was like, graphically, this is not going to be for a contingent it's... of people because it is warbly. That's the I've warbly. always that's used that line. because it like, like that's that the way it is. Is everything's warbly off center? And dude, uncanny valley is what you're seeing. Like, and it's just too much. You know, it, I totally agree with you. It's, I, yeah, I, and I, it bothers me. I just can't get past. I don't know what it is. And again, it's not. If it had the underside of mushrooms, the gills, I would be bothered because I have a, tri- a traptophobia. There's a, a term for like gills on fish. And I come from a fishing family and like the, or underside of. So I know what you mean. There are some things that you see them teeth maybe bother you, but people's faces in that game are gnarly. Like it's and of, it yeah. starts out showing you that. Yeah. Every, yeah. And again, I, I, so I would now, I will say this and I'll step back. I, 
from what I've played, I think it is worthy of its praise. Um, it's just, it, it's not, I can't get past it. The visual is just something about it. I, is a phobia. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, right. Very. I get it. Uh, it is very uh, stylized and and exaggerated. Um, it is. It's got a definitely a Tim Burton esque uh, look to it. But uh, I love this. The fact that this universe. It's all about going into people's minds and dealing with their psychoses, right? And I love the fact that the game has free reign to do anything and takes complete advantage of that. The, the places, the wacky stuff that you do in the course of Psychonauts 2, I think far outshines the first game, at least for me, at least my memory of it. It's been a long time since I played the first one, so maybe I'm not giving it its due. But I I was never a huge fan of the first game. I thought it was clever and cool. Mm-hmm. This game is clever and cool and adds uh, just pure fun, uh, which I don't remember having in the first game. I thought the fr- I don't know. I really enjoyed Rhombus of Ruin. Carrick, did you play Rhombus of Ruin in, in yeah. VR? It's funny enough, but uh, v, uh, PSVR and me, man, we ain't best friends. Oh, well, fair enough. It was a little uh, blurry for me. I, I loved I I don't think I, I think I played it on PC, but um, maybe was it only available on PSVR? I think it was only on PS4, actually. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. If I, if I remember. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was the perfect marriage of a uh, of, of a of a. Uh, ip and vr i just thought that you know you, you're obviously of the way the powers were and how you yeah them. you're yeah, using your mind works. power and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff and, yeah. and you, going into these bizarre places and being able to be inside someone's brain mm-hmm. you know and feel like you're inside it, i thought it was great but i also liked how this game you know acknowledges that that's canon for the world like everything that happened in ramas of ruin is yep. straight up part part of the story it wasn't like a side project you know um but I, I just love the number of places that you go and the crazy things you end up doing. And uh, you're you're never really doing the same thing twice. And yeah. I think the combat is pretty well done and fun. Um, and the powers that you get and the RPG elements of buying new things and how that all works. I have a unique experience playing the Psychonauts game because I'm friends uh, with Richard Horvitz who plays Raz. Like he's, mm, he, he gotcha. and I have done plays with them and he's a he's a buddy of mine. So I, I have a hard time hearing Raz and not just hearing Can I ask Richard. you a question then, Jeff? Um, yeah. Without looking him up real quick, is he also uh, Chaos from Skylanders? I believe so. And he also plays Invader Zim. Because I'm a huge Skylanders fan. May yeah. not look like it, but it's like one of my favorite games. And uh, I love his voice. I thought he... Uh, he's like, great. Like, he's, he's awesome. The one voice of the funniest people I've ever met. He's brilliant and hilarious all the time. Uh, he's also in um, he's in Russian Clank. Mm-hmm. He plays the you know, the the you do the um, the arena thing. And he's like oh, and he does all the videos of all the different guns. Yep. This gun is going to be in the great. He, he, that's that's Richie Horvitz. Um, anyway. I just think the world of him and it's crazy hearing him throughout the entire game. Uh, but it's a fantastic game. I I'm I'm not fin- I've not finished it, but it, I'm having a blast playing it and. Um, it, it, you get the, the, the power-ups that you get, the way, the way the story unfolds, the cleverness and, and I mean, obviously that Tim Schafer humor, it's, it's a home run. And I really honestly didn't think it was going to be, I thought that right. this game was going to be uh, a bit of a disappointment when it finally re- was released. And I'm well, glad that's not the case. It smelled or not smells not the right word, but I was afraid of crackdown three. You know, like they had right. similar development histories in terms Should of be. troubled and, and double yeah. finds a very different studio than what happened with 
I think it was five studios that ended up on Crackdown 3, four um, studios. But it, it kind of had that feeling of like a much delayed, a purchased, beloved purchase studio. And it took rare right. a little while to get its feet. And, and yeah, a game that worked in a previous era. And it kind of like maybe won't always work Always questionable, now. right? Always yeah. questionable. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. platformers always, you, you just don't know. Platforming has to be perfect, man. Yeah. I mean, it re- now with today's gamer, they are, you know, if it doesn't feel right and who knows what right is, who knows if it does look at what happened with red dead Two when movement was slightly off, you know, <laughs> and slightly delayed and people were like, my he's it's uncontrollable. And you're like, okay, that's a little <laughs> hyperbolish, but I do want to shout out Scott Campbell, who I'm glad at least Christian was able to play a little bit. But Scott Campbell did the art and some of his art online. He's like, this was too much even for Tim. Don't look it up, man. If you like that crazy, I looked at it and I was Don't like, it up. Whoa, <laughs> like that's I love like, it. it uh, I just think it's cool and it separates itself from Ratchet, which I think is a huge plus. Graphic, yeah, ah, yes, very wise, much separates, yeah. uh, and it's on everything, by the way, which yes, is another is. plus. I think, yeah, yeah PS5 via backwards yep. compatibility. Um, to the point of platforming, I think it was still under Matt Makes Games before, um they've changed to extremely okay games, but there's a really good dev diary. Um, I think it was when she was Matt still, if you're trying to look it up, but there's a great dev diary about Celeste where mm. Maddie is talking about like, yeah, you're 10 picks. I'm making this up. I'm paraphrasing. Like you're 10 to 20 pixels off the world, like off the ledge here, Yeah, but that's what feels good with your momentum. And you can land here. There's no platform, but your brain thinks there is as it's, and it's just like seeing them break down their own game incredible they're masters man they're like i'm always in awe of a game shipping regardless if it's (laughs) gene rain which i had to play and i think i got some kind of illness from it 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 just doesn't matter it's still it's amazing when a company ships a game and you get it yeah and uh, on my uh, movie podcast uh, we always end every review saying at the end of the day it's impressive that they made a movie Exactly. You know, even, even exactly. when we were very critical. And it's true. Any, any piece of art, it's, it's hard. The fact that you made something at all is, is impressive. Anyway, uh, what else is on your playlist, Carrick? Um, I think I can talk about this. I did check. I can't really give impressions, but I am playing Pathfinder, the new Pathfinder game. Uh, I skipped out on the first one because I didn't like the UI so much. When I first mm. saw it, they were like, do you want a review copy? I'm like, that's just going to frustrate me. It's, it's a little too, and which they've, they've taken in stuff. They've adjusted things. Uh, coming to grips with Pathfinders fiction is a little, it's not the fiction I love. It's not. So, so that's been a little, you know, difficult to sort of read back on the prior game and understand Pathfinders world and stuff. So I've been playing that for a review and then playing a ton of Psychonauts still, and a little bit of Forza because I always want to go into a game having a tiny bit of skill. <laughs> because if you go into like a new game and they're like, hey, man, you got a week to review this. And you're like, I haven't played a racing game in six months, man. <laughs> so I, I'm always trying. And then a ton of Virtual Fighter, which I forgot to put on the list. But Virtual Fighter is like my jam for hours. And then oh, streaming, really? streaming everything. Um, on <laughs> I've been I got about 300 hours, I think, streaming on Elite onto the tablet. Wow. I've been doing a bunch of streaming um, and testing that, you know, because I do yeah. talk about tech a lot on the channel. So it's like, how does it feel to play elite on your PC versus, you know, on an Xbox controller on your tablet and, right. and doing a ton of streaming of all different kinds of stuff. So those have cool. been very enjoyable. 
Very, very cool. Uh, I'm very m- much interested in that uh, Pathfinder game. I know you can't speak specifically about it, but I'm I'm. Did I'm you interested. do the first one, Jeff? Uh, no, not very much. I did not. Um, I, I don't remember why. Uh, I played a little of it, but I can't remember what It feels what like it was crushed between up. something else to me. Yeah, I think I that's could be true. wrong, but it feels like yeah. it was. I don't even remember how long ago that was, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I dig the Pathfinder universe, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it. Um, all right, Christian Spicer, about you, what's on your playlist? I was muted. I muted myself. I will start with something I wasn't able to talk about last week just because of when reviews uh, or embargoes came in and when we recorded. Um, I tweeted out kind of at the, when embargoes lifted Twitter thoughts. But it's for Aliens Fireteam Elite, um, which you probably, if you've wanted to, you've been able to look up and see reviews for it. Now, my take, or I'll back up in case you don't know anything. I don't want to assume knowledge. It is a three-person horde co-op shooter. You know, left for de- left three dead. You know, Alien <laughs> Three, with the, but not Alien Three. That you know, whatever. But that. It, it is that it has a narrative. It's not just horde wave based thing, but each, and I think there's three missions per level Four missions, each. three separate yes. 12 total. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, it is that right. Like you get into a thing, you got waves, you, uh, if you play destiny, you know that there's going to be a thing you have to power on, or if you played Avengers, it's going to be a thing you have to power on and it's going to take a little longer than expected <laughs> powering on the thing triggers the big thing. Cause they sense the power and then they come and you fortify and you go and you, you third person shoot a shoot. Um, that that's the kind of game it is. It falls into that genre of the wave shooter, horde shooter left for dead styley thing. And this is set in the aliens universe. It is definitely called aliens fire team elite and not alien fire team elite it takes place 30 years 29 yeah 29 years after see this character you, you know the specifics I and i and i talk generalities that's all right <laughs> uh but decades after aliens and so the the premise is that the marines have an idea of you know you're not going against a xenomorph going like what is this it's like they're yeah. armed appropriately you can mow them down and i like the way they come up with a narrative explanation for that it's not you could never do they can't because they have the guns, they have the equipment, <laughs> they know what they're getting into. Um, and and I guess my review would be, it is fine. It is, dare I say, good. It's just hard because there are so many very good games right now. It is a game that proves yet again, hanging out with your friends is awesome. <laughs> and I will, a testament to the way this game was, uh, review codes were given out. I was provided a code for this game and I got, three codes so you could play mm-hmm. with friends and that, a lot of and this is inside baseball a lot of times that isn't the case and you had to have your friend sign an nda but it was yeah. cool to be able to link up with your kind of gaming buddies who might not have access to that and play and experience the game um in that co-op mode because it's you can play solo and it fills it but like you want to play with friends um my the reason i don't think it's great or a must play of that genre is even though they narratively explain it to me, that's not the joy of this franchise. Aliens franchise to me isn't enjoyable to mow down and you fight other enemies, but for all intents and purposes, the joy for me of the alien French aliens franchise isn't mowing down 10,000 
xenomorphs. I want to be afraid of them. I want to live in fear of them. I want to have that reaction. In this game, you you don't. And I find that in the Horde style shooter, or even going back to Halo, the Flood is always my least favorite enemy. Oh, and, interesting. And Destiny, what are they? The Hive Mind? Yeah. So, yeah. And Destiny. Or no, Hive Mind is in. Uh, wait a minute. What's in number two? The plant Des- creature in number two, Halo 2. What's the plant creature? In is Halo that not still two? the oh, Flood? Yeah. No, yeah, there's the, no, it's it, a hive it's mind. The hive, it's a hive yeah. mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he talks to you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Okay. It's Destiny. A, it's Seymour. His name's uh, no, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Seymour? right. Exactly. He sings to you the whole time. <laughs> um, Destiny has its own as well. And it's my least favorite enemy. I, oh, I find it, it, it rushes you. I get it. I know I'm feeling what the game wants me to feel that stress of the rush and the push and the horde and the wave. But I am maybe old and preferring kind of a gears approach to a horde mode or even a left mm-hmm. for dead where it's like you're staggered you have a liquor you have a bloater you have a this mm-hmm. and aliens fire team elite which i did not roll credits on it was it was the flood coming at me over and over and over again and, and it, it felt stale but if you love aliens and you love mowing down xenomorph and you have two buddies that you want to play with and Carrick, I, uh, you can disagree if I'm getting this wrong, but like as someone who finished it, I think it's you could have a lot of fun with your squad. Um, just know what you're getting into. I would agree. I would just say that that's a review of your friends and not the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it there because I don't want to diss on the game. I just I was I was definitely low on the review score of that. <laughs> um, I felt that they grabbed the IP and Disney most likely controlled every single thing that they could do. And what we got was all they could do. But, but blame doesn't matter. All I care about is this is how much money it is. And this is what I got out of it. Because I love to talk about who, how many d- devs worked. But in the end of the, a number of people don't know that. And they just look, is the game good? Um, I think it does. Yeah, you know, it's it's an alien IP. I want isolation too. Whatever you want to call it. Alien isolation too. I think you're right. I think uh, aliens is about terror. The reason why it basically stone cold wiped the the team in the second movie is because they were surprised. And then suddenly you've got these guys who are, you know, not surprised. And then you start wondering why they don't get the best weapons at first. Not to be rude, but it's like, <laughs> let's be honest. Would they send you out with a handgun to be like, hey, fight all these guys? Oh, come back. You got your butt kicked. OK, here's this. And it just didn't it just didn't work for me. And and the genre is filled with. Even World War Z, uh, yeah. which I think was middling for some, I loved. And the reason why is I felt that it did a lot more. It just did a lot more. Aliens is a hard IP. Very difficult to do right. And uh, we saw Colonial Marines. And it's not that bad. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> there's a plus, right? I think you're right. I think it's a hard IP to do right. And I think it's now found this game, Aliens Fireteam Elite, is finding itself in a crowded genre yeah. where it's not enough to be okay. And I think those powers combined of my personal expectations for aliens and I'll project. And I think a lot of other people's as well combined with, you can get that taste in other games that maybe don't carry that IP baggage of hopes, wish dreams. I think it puts aliens fire team elite in a precarious position. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird IP for games, but it's also, uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I have no draw 
to the alien's IP in a video game. Maybe it's because of what Carrick was talking about, about how many of them have been substandard or, or disappointing. But also, you know, every video game is aliens, basically. You know, I think <laughs> aliens, sure. the aliens, specifically the sequel, inspired a heck of a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. And the idea that I need that IP to have that experience is not the case. I mean, it's not like Star point. Wars, right? You need to have the Star Wars IP to have this. I mean, I guess Mass Effect says hello, but well, Star the, Trek also said hello and it didn't do well. So I think you do have to in some right. Star Wars. Yeah, and it's it's just um it's just not an IP that makes me go, ooh, there's a that's exciting. That somebody got that IP to do a video game. It's there's not much to I mean, I guess alien isolation works for some folks. That's not an experience that I'm looking to have personally. I don't I'm not into the, oh my God, I can't, do I go around the corner feeling in games? That's just not something that I find pleasurable. But, you know, other than that, like, leave that IP alone. I don't, I don't it doesn't, there's nothing special about it. If there's a new alien movie, I'm excited. If there's a new alien video game, it doesn't well, do anything for me. I was texting with a friend after we played and they were also playing it early. And I was just saying, maybe it's me and I have the wrong understanding of what the IP is, because to me, I have a very clear... Oops, I hit my mic. I have a very clear view of what I think the IP is. But I look at this game and Prometheus and some of the other... And that's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's me. I, I'm old and I have baggage of these first two films and no one else thinks it's this anymore. And yeah. that's okay too. So, you know, take what I say Fair with enough. that grain of salt. All right, what else is on your playlist? Well, we can talk about this last one together and yeah. I can talk about it now publicly this is i almost slipped up a couple of weeks ago <laughs> uh but writer's republic I, I, mm. is it still live the beta went public um and for a while it wasn't and we weren't allowed to talk about it it, it is, was public and then it went republic Ooh! oh wow <laughs> it is cheesy i love it <laughs> it is ubisoft's you know, spiritual successor to Ubisoft's own game, Steep, in so much as you can even turn on Steep controls. But this is the bigger mountain, every sport, mountain biking, snowboarding, pyro jet gliding. I, I don't think that's a real one, right? Like you can do wing. Wing suits with boosters. with boosters. You know, you know how they have. Um, I was not a big Steep fan. I went into it high. I remember that E3. I think it was Anthony Taramina and I you know, waiting for our appointment to play that. And I was super stoked for that game. And we both looked at each other and we were like, kind of like Carrick mentioned playing Psychonauts 2, except the opposite. We looked at each other and did the eye check of like, uh-oh, yeah. We both hated that, right? And yeah. it was like, yeah, okay, good. Um, I love Riders Republic. I love what they showed in this beta. I think it has attitude and character done right um, as a former extreme sports kid myself and still loving that culture and genre like it's it's self-aware but it also has a mockumentary tone to the presentation where it's like the guru is the cook the old guy like me, oh basically. man really you were you were you were I yeah just, i found it so tedious all of that stuff i love it because strip that away as far as i'm concerned i like i like that personality he's talking to you and it's like oh yeah i used to shred and then it cuts to like somebody talking in the camera and they're like he, he never did that and it's like oh it was wild yeah. i mean it is it's, it's cleverly done and and well written but it just i don't know if it's additive to the experience to the overall. experience yeah I think it is because it's tutorializing right like if if i'm 60 hours into the full game and he's still chiming in for 10 minutes, then I'd be annoyed by it. But this is the stuff that, and maybe there's a better way to do it 
even above this, but it's the stuff that open world games have. They're showing you the world. They're showing you the map. They're showing you the types of events. They're introducing you to the types of sports. And I thought its approach, it was quick cuts, quick dialogue, you know, fit the genre well of like, mm-hmm. you're at this mountain resort where you wear a panda head, <laughs> you know, as you go downhill. Um, this fantasy I, location that where you can get to Utah and California and <laughs> by it's, going down the same slope. I don't it's know. Every national park. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a portal. It, th- this game is about demons who have found a way to portal to every national park. I can't tell if this is, is this real? Is that real too? Cause I haven't played this game. No. Oh, okay. no. no the world works. map is literally like Sequoia. Um, trying to think of the other Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon. Yeah, it, yeah, it's all it's all the it's yeah, but for some reason Moab. they have like a central location. Do you know what it is? It's just... the Simpsons Mountain. You ever used to watch the Simpsons? He <laughs> sure. there's Springfield, there's Springfield, there's Springfield. That was the huge yeah. joke. That's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds like yeah. they wanted to use the Crew 2 engine again and they were like, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> Yeah, and I really like it. I think cool. some of I, this... I like it too. I just don't like the tone. I just want I just want them to like get on with it and let me start doing stuff. <laughs> Which I think it, I think it does. I mean, even in the beta, it opens up. I think some of the events control better than the others. It's it's hard to be a jack of all trade. I think the crew too yeah. also ran into that. It's like for sure airplanes and like just do one. But I think the biggest compliment I can give Riders Republic based off this beta is I found myself falling into it the same way I did Forza Horizon 4 of like, oh, what's around here? Oh, I can do this. And the way you're, everything is being rewarded with a star or a perk to unlock a thing, to do a thing, and not in an annoying way, but in like a, dang, I didn't get first. And oh, cool. Well, I'm still progressing. I still got this thing. It, it, uh, It felt really good. The only con I'll have against it is that it's a $60 game and I'm already in the Game Pass loop. And I'm getting Forza Horizon 5. Mm. I liked it. I came away really impressed. I like it too. I, I think the beta is almost exactly the amount of the game that I would play. You know, because I feel like, <laughs> well, thanks. thanks. That's exactly Appreciate as much it. of this that I need. Yeah. Um, I, which is, I guess, kind of cynical of me to say. But uh, it, it's a cool experience. It just Oops, feels, I, I, I just fine, don't sorry. feel like I'm going to be, you know, investing a tons of time in it. I just want SSX. I want again I want Jeff's I want, not going to be hitting the leaderboards in this game is what he's trying to do. No, <laughs> right? No. You're not going to be getting the top 6. You're like I got to do it. What I like about this game is the moments where it leaves realism behind. And that's what I've always enjoyed about extreme sports games. I like being in Tony Hawk and grinding on a clothesline. You know, I right. like I like SSX. I want to jump off something and have fireworks shoot out and me do 400 flips. You know, just I, I want to do things that are not humanly possible because that's the joy of it. The joy isn't authentic recreation of the thing for me, for me, uh, it's not authentic recreation of the thing. It's flight of fancy superhero version of the thing. And this game gets there sometimes there are things you can do in this game that no human can do. But for the most part, it's trying to create, you know, a, a slice of Christian's youth when he was uh, into extreme sports. <laughs> I, well, I and, think it's I think it's a Forza Horizon approach, right? Like it's more real than Ridge Racer, but less real than Forza Motorsports. And I think that's where Riders right. Republic is. It's not trying to be skate, you know, the action right. version. But right. It's also definitely not 
full on Tony Hawk, uh, especially or SSX. Thug or SSX. Right. It's, it, it slides in the middle a little bit. And yeah. Or what was it? Mira's BMX, naked BMX, or whatever that triple <laughs> oh, that game was. X, X. <laughs> I like Amped. So Amped mm. is my favorite snowboard game of all time. Is it like Amped? Or is it, it's goofier. It sounds like it's goofier than Amped, right? It's goofier than Amped. It's, it's goofier, goofier than, than Amped. Okay. Than Amped. It's bigger than Amped. And then your outfits are allowed to be goofier than Amped. Okay. Because um, yeah. you said Panda Bear Head or some. Yeah, right, it's a lot yeah. of customization and, and creating That's your cool. avatar. Which it's like in every Ubisoft game, oh, it feels like the same. It's almost like you can have one avatar and just go to every Ubisoft game. You, whenever you play the, the, the motorbike one, which I adore, uh, the Trials games. Yeah, yeah. They've got the same uniform. It's, yeah. It's or, and the crew, watchdogs. Yeah, you can watch dogs. Even you can like get into Dance Dance Revolution, yep, you know, yep. like or yeah. not Dance Dance Revolution. I know Revolution. exactly what uh, you're talking about. The Ubisoft just, just Dance. dance yeah. Sorry, Just Dance. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same Just Dance people are now snowboarding for some reason. Dude, uh, I, I hope they're working on that because they already have Ubisoft Connect, which we've praised before. It works yes, really well. Great. Like, yeah. and it does seem like they're all kind of running on the same engine. Yeah, let me bring my dumb panda bear per- my kids would love that are you kidding me like- just make it all make it just one game where you you know you're you're <laughs> you, you, wing, and- you wingsuit yeah. right into a dance party you know <laughs> they finally bring back splinter cell but you have to play with oh, the panda bear don't hair. do that <laughs> don't get you blow up the internet <laughs> man you, are- you how can you maintain stealth when you've got a giant panda head <laughs> I'd kill for new Splinter Cell, though. Uh, I, I am, I am pretty positive on Riders Republic, much more than I thought I would be. Uh, but, but it did have a, some TDM, and I, I was not down for the, for the too hip tone. You know, it does That's feel Ubisoft, like everybody. It, it feels like everybody at Ubisoft is so much cooler than me. You know, they <laughs> oh, all I don't wear think like so. no all, Jeff. It's ninety degrees out, and they all have you know uh, <laughs> slouchy. What are those things called? The little beanies that the slouchies. Are they yeah, calling that? but they're not, man. They they they're. It doesn't matter the age because I have people in my Discord who are like sixteen, seventeen, nephews twenty two, and they're like, "Dude, that ain't cool to us." There's literally mm, right. they think it's cool, but it's almost yeah. like they're watching a time warp to America. 10, 15 years ago. Does that make sense? And you're yeah. consistently going, dude, that's just a little late. They're like rad. And you're like, mm, that's pro- not prop crunk. And you're like, nah, that's also probably not the slang you want to use. But Ubisoft uh, does that, man. They, yeah. All their games, I like their games. I like a lot of their games. But man, the edginess part feels the same. If you, yeah. in every game, if they're going to be edgy, you just know. You're like, oh. it's going to feel like this. There's an F-bomb in the first, like, 10 seconds of I all know. of the amateur shooters. And, Unnecessary. Uh, not uh, Pride of Republic, but, like, yeah. Oh. Uh, um, what is it? Watch Dogs? It's like, everything. Yeah, you land, and it's like, expletive. Th- and I'm like, come yeah. oh, okay, okay. But Just to prove how cool they are. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a kid whose parents yeah. go away, and they have their first, you know, cigarette, or <laughs> their their girlfriend comes over for the first time, and they drop an F-bomb and look out the window to see if mom and dad heard them, <laughs> except it's repeated. And Ubisoft yeah. is so afraid of any time down. Play a Far Cry game and go fishing. I dare you to get 20 seconds without getting attacked by a friggin' honey badger. It, yeah. they, they despise downtime, and they despise, like, there's a lot of things you can tell in those games. I still like them, but there's something very saltwater taffy about their games. Like I just sort of know what I'm getting. Yeah. Maybe that's why I really have gravity and we'll see when the full game comes out, but why I gravitated towards Riders Republic is that it seemed to embrace that in a way that wasn't 
gnawing at itself. Or just like, saying and, this is us kind of thing? Is that what you mean? Well, like, yeah, even because like, even in Watch Dogs or what it looks like in Far Cry 6, where it's like, we have one of the <laughs> most powerful actors of our generation. <laughs> and then it went into delivering lines. Attack. Excuse my language. Yeah, with weight and gravitas about real world style situations. And this is going to be the. Look at my, you know, yeah. helicopter. Panda bear, panda bear head. You're my yeah. boobs at a helicopter and a rocket launcher. And now I'm throwing a poop bucket that I lit on fire. Oh, and it's just like, but also imagine the weight of looking at boobs as poop fell. And I'm just like, no, I can't. <laughs> so, yeah. awesome it does mixture. always feel to me. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be too harsh because I, I actually really like Ubisoft games a lot, but it always feels a little bit to me like Yves Guimond was like hanging out with some youngs. You know, he was hanging out with the youth and he was like, yeah, you know, what we should put in the game is uh, and they, they, say the, they wouldn't they say let the him words. in, Jeff. They, w- they were doing stuff around him. So he's taking notes like I just yeah. get him going like in San Francisco you know, at an event, just watching everybody writing down what they're saying. And it takes like five years to develop. So it's five years behind. I love him, by the way, I, or not love him, but I love Ubisoft games. I mean, there's yeah. some I don't like, but I actually enjoy that kind of stuff. It's just, you feel it. You, you know, you, what, feel yes, it. you know what you're getting into. You do. Which, again, I think we should say, Jeff, you and I keep singing his praises, but Immortals, I think it has one all of the best of that. games of that year. Yes. Oh, I'm Immortals. so dude. I knew I liked you, Carrick. Yeah. Immortal. Uh, dude, when I reviewed Immortals, I was like, prepare for happy, like Carrick. Yes. Because I'm normally dropping weird jokes and stuff. And I'm like, I still will, but most of it's just going to be this game is so solid. Yes. Yeah. And so where Love I want to see Ubisoft go. It's, it's, it, it's I hope the they're tri- making a sequel to it. I, I really hope they're making a sequel. It, it was, it's so great. It's, it's so mm. underrated. It is. Uh, it's so great. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, the games that we've been playing uh, this week. Um, my goodness, we have. Well, he's got he's got it. So let's talk some tabletop time. Right now, right now. It has been. Many months since we've had a tabletop time, mostly because uh, there's a global pandemic and I haven't been playing mm. board games with people to talk about them. But I and I feel bad about that. But Garrick, you have played a few board games uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of them I'm seeing on here, Twilight Imperium. I already knew you were going to say it. I'm- is the game? I mean, come on. Uh, how, yeah. how many hours? Did you fit? Did you finish it? A and B. How many hours did it take? So we used to do stay over the night mm. to play that. If anybody knows Twilight Imperium, it's basically like it's a joke. It's a joke now. It's just yeah. so long. But I think one it's of our awesome, normal though. games was about like twenty one hours. We did one for yeah. sixty two, where I was just like everybody. We go to a <laughs> wow. cabin to get away from That's YouTube amazing. and stuff, and I invite yeah. all my friends. Um, but it's yeah, a great Twilight game Imp- though, man, it's incredible. It is. And it's great because people still pay attention, but they can, I'm not a big fan of everybody doing other things, but that game, come on. I'm not going to stare at this dude's sweaty face for 64 hours. Like (laughs) at some point I want to eat and not look at the guy across from me, but you can, (laughs) you can play this incredible game. I use tabletop simulator when I can, which is a steam uh, system. There's some issues there that I, I don't get in too much to tabletop simulator because some IP issues where you see sort of what's going on there and you're like, what's legal, what's not. But as a front end, 
It's amazing. And we use Discord, we use voice, and then we do, we used to do people, you know, <laughs> real here, but right, now, yeah. yeah, now you can't. And uh, my wife works in the health industry. So it's like, she's always on top of stuff. And she's like, yeah, mm. we just can't, we can't do that. But Twilight Imperium is fantastic. And if anybody ever thinks they want to get into a space faring game, it is confusing. It is huge, but that could be the fun for some new people just saying, what is this? And just trying. Yeah. I'm a big fan of if you make a mistake, whether it be Dungeon and Dragons, whether it be life, whether it be board games, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like you made a mistake on a board game. We read the rule wrong. There's 8,000 right. rules. So yeah. I'm pretty flexible on that. And if you are Twilight Imperium is the boss. It's, it's a pretty incredible game. It's a, you know, kind of traditional 4X game, but done. I mean, it's really got so much to it. And whatever race you select at the beginning because there's all these different alien races to choose from uh really changes up how you play it's 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 a classic for uh, a lot of reasons um and uh it's a game i have only played once but it was incredible <laughs> almost everybody i know has only played that game one time <laughs> pandemic is, is the other one because it's really hard so most yeah. of my friends will play pandemic once and they'll be like never again I hope to only it. play this once. Well, I'm ready this to is, stop playing it already. And I've been playing <laughs> the it. The problem is <laughs> that Pandemic is is a classic co-op game. It's always one of those games that are, was always at the top of my list of, of recommendations. Pandemic Legacy is a brilliant piece of design. But you can't, I mean, you can't recommend that game to anybody anymore. We all lived like it's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know I'm what I mean? We all lived through I didn't even pandemic. Think about that. Yeah, that wouldn't be it's, fun. It's yeah. uh, it's really sad. That's true. It, really is. It, it is sad that that reflects onto even video games because Pandemic is on Xbox, uh, or one of the versions is on Steam. You know, there's a call, and I'm sure if I said, "Hey, let's all play," they'd probably be like, "How about we play something not about that?" I'm yeah. a big fan of getting I, I, back to normal whenever that game comes out. I don't know how you yeah, play it. Big but... fan. I'll buy the expansion <laughs> that game, for that. <laughs> that game keeps getting delayed, Christian. <laughs> like every game, right, Jeff? Yes, it <laughs> yeah. is very, at my In house, particular... it is very delayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the developers of that game are uh, doing some really dumb stuff. Let me just put it that way. Get it right. Um, get it right. You know? Get it right. Um, Another game I see you have listed here as a board game that you've played, uh, you, you said is Brimstone. I'm yeah. not familiar with it. Is this the It's frog? like the scent. Yeah. yeah. Frog, uh, frog, frog something, the, pro Golden Frog Productions or something like that. I yeah. Uh, they, they do uh, the, the sort of, uh, they, all the games look very similar. Um, they have like real actors and costumes, right? Yeah. And I remembering the this thing game about these, is, it's like Descent, but the thing about Brimstone is when you buy the game, it's Western it's like uh, if you've ever played. Uh, what's the Western D and D game? Um, Dark. I can't remember that. Uh, there's a huge IP for this. It's in Savage mm. Worlds now. But anyway, mm. so it's like magic and sharp. You know, like sharpshooters and six shooters, all that kind of stuff. But it's one of those games where you can actually not only explore, but when you go home, when you go back to base, you go back to an old Western town, and random stuff can happen there, and then random stuff can happen between you and the base world. That's role playing. So true oh, role-playing. So for role-playing cool. light, my wife, who's like, when I talk about role-playing, I'm like, and then we did this. And she's like, you are the biggest nerd. Like, <laughs> you are so dumb. Yes, and, and you married me. And yeah. And so then when we did this, though, I caught her, man. I caught her dropping into a Western, like a, like a nice. sarsaparilla kind of. And I was like, aha, I caught you. Because it's, it's, it's a little bit RPG light. And then as you go into this, 
every expansion is dimensions in these mines you go to. And so suddenly you're on an alien world or a frozen world that's Cthulhu or Oriental Adventures in their uh, Forgotten Mists or something, Mists expansions. And so it's just, it's role-playing light. It's as much role-playing as you want to put into it. But it's one of those games where instead of having downtime, go back to base and heal up, you can do that, but you can upgrade your characters. They go level up like Pathfinder or any board game people are accustomed to where you, you know, have that extra, um, that extra step of upgrading stuff. And I, I don't know why I was into Westerns at the time. So I bought it and it's become like nobody wants to play anything else. That's the oh, every wow. time I tell people, whether it be digitally or when we were doing people here, they were like, dude, brimstone. Like it's just it, something mm. about it speaks to people who are tabletop players and role players. Which is really yeah, nice. This is uh, Shadows of Brimstone. This is uh, from Flying Frog Flying is what Frog. we were trying to come up with. They did Last Night on Earth, which is uh, the game of theirs that I own. Uh, but a lot of other, uh, a lot of other excellent games. Um, and uh, this is, uh, I'm seeing it here on Amazon. It, it is a Shadows of Brimstone, City of the Ancients. Yeah. That and so, that's the first place you can go, and then the expansions, cool. you know, build on. Oh, some like modules in a D and D game. Yeah, looks really, really cool. Uh, very cool. Uh, and then Hero Clicks, right? You're into Hero Clicks. Are they making those again, or those are you sort of? Unfortunately, they them? are, Jeff. Unfortunately, they are. <laughs> yeah, it's, I a, can show it's you, an addiction. I, I have huh? pictures on my Twitter of the boxes. We play that game. That game is awesome it whether it be halo because they have those whether it be battle tech yeah. they have those whether it be x-men they have those and so we have like rpg groups where it's like everybody gets together and you make up a scenario and you level up care i mean the idea of having a miniature with the dial on it no more tracking stuff was yeah. brilliant and i wish every miniature game had that because a lot of my friends don't want separated miniatures from the paperwork and to them, that's confusing. But if it's on the dial and they're like, I was hit twice, twist the dial twice, all your stats are on the dial. Then yeah. suddenly you have people. I mean, I had people buying like, you know, model parts and building cranes and like you have wow. Batman versus 50 other Batman because they've gone nuts. <laughs> like, and, I love and it. it's so amazing to have the that only thing that can beat Batman is another so Batman. Batman. That's actually yeah. how we started it. We were like, watch. And we had like, we had like the 50s Batman who won. We had uh, like all amazing. these crazy different things that you can do. Deadpool's in it. Um, I just, I embrace that stuff because analog is, is dude, your life is the, 42 inch monitor in front of you when you're like a reviewer and yeah. people forget to turn it off. It's really unhealthy. And I came into this with sort of a, like a past where I was not going to take it super serious. Like I wasn't going to let that affect me. And one of the things is analog is touching things like that's a, I teach martial arts. I do boxing. It's like, I want to wow. get away from the digital, even yeah. if it's books. I like to read books versus Kindle, even though I have a Kindle, it's like, right. I need to, there's something about grabbing a module, man. If you're a D and D nerd and the smell of a book that you're just yeah. like, this, this is my jam. So yeah, I agree, man. Any uh, of that's stuff why I love. love board games. The physicality of it, the mm. tactile nature of the pieces is, is I just moved, uh, as, as listeners know. And I, uh, just, uh, last couple of days was spent a bunch of time, uh, putting my board games in, in places. Cause I have, way too many of them uh and uh I, it was a wonderful sort of I, it's been so long since i've had any tabletop time myself i miss it so much and uh it was this wonderful way to reconnect to the those physical pieces because <laughs> to be honest in my move many of them were oh. my meticulous repackaging of everything and and bagging up little and all the ways in which i like to put things back together 
they would, I would be like, well, this box sounds wrong. And I would yeah. open it up and it'd be like, there's a horror show inside of all the pieces, you know, disheveled. So I spent a lot of time like, well, I have to unpack and repack all the boxes before I can put them on my shelf, <laughs> which was, <laughs> which was a delight way, to me. Nerd, that's, that's, yeah, that's what attracts you to board games, I think. Yeah. Is the, yeah. Play chess on a screen and then play it in real life. Oh, I yeah. love chess. I'm a chess club nerd. I love chess, but if I play it on the computer, I'll just get my, I'll just get smoked. My yeah. brain doesn't work in 2D like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, but when you put a board game in front of you, there's something about it that's just so nice. Awesome. Uh, Christian, uh, I know you played a board game a while ago. Uh, you want to yeah, talk I mean, about it? We keep playing it. It's It's been a stalwart for us as a family. And this is, I think, if you have, if you're craving that board game time and you want a good family game, and I think all ages, honestly, it's called Sushi Go. And yeah, it so is, good. it's so good. It's it sushi is a Go. Sushi Let me look Go. This up not go sushi which is we trick trick ourselves into it sushi go and it's a basic card drafting game i mean i would say picture seven wonders but don't because (laughs) seven wonders a little more complex a little more complex Mm. but like of that (laughs) genre and essentially you, you get a hand of cards and it's card drafting you keep yours and then you pass your deck to the person to your left then they look at it. They keep one pass, pass, pass. And you're, you're trying to make collections and prevent other people because you know that you're going to be giving them cards. You're trying to prevent them from making collections of their own. Yes. Oh, and, and interesting. You're trying to build the perfect, you know, night out at, at a sushi restaurant, right? So it's like if you get wasabi and then you can add it to your roll, it's bonus points. But if you hold the wasabi by itself, it's nothing at the end of the day. So you have to hope that while you hold the wasabi, someone brings the person hands you a roll next to you, awesome. you or like, I think like tempura and it's like, but you need three to get any points. So you keep, or if you have the most at the end, you get five points. If you have the, don't have the most, you don't get any points. So you, you know, there's like 10 in the in, out and you're holding them. But then the fourth person also takes one. So when the hand gets back to you, there's not another one. And so there's great. that competitive, you know, trying to ruin another person's hand as much as there is build your own. And I've played it with my kids who are six and eight and my wife and I, and they love it. And we've played it with a group of adults and it's, it gets just as cutthroat games are fast because it doesn't, like I said, it's not seven wonders in terms Mm -hmm. of like, you're sitting there looking at your hand going, what age are we in? How am I drafting? (laughs) What am I doing? This is like, I'm going for the wasabi. Yeah. Let it roll. And it's easy. It comes. Ours is in a 10 and it's a deck of cards and it's super fast and fun. Sushi go highly, highly, highly recommend it. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. We do have parting gifts coming up, so stick around for those. But Carrick, it's been so much fun having you on yeah, the show. Thank thanks you for very being much. here. Yeah, thanks for the second uh, second discussion about coming on. Sorry. It's just oh, things gosh, got busy. No. And I was like, hey, man. Things just sort of went went haywire. No, we're, we're, we're pleased that it happened. And tell the folks where they can keep up with you and all of the fun things that you would do online. Yeah, so it's uh, YouTube slash ACG. We just left Twitch back to YouTube for streaming just because consolidate everything. Um, you'll see reviews coming up for Pathfinder and a couple others, as well as the Walking the Walks, where we get uh, artists who work on games to sort of walk us behind what exactly occurred, how you know how those how those games sort of came to fruition in front of you. It's, we just did the Ascent, which was so I just watched undetected. that. It was fantastic. Thank you. It's such a cool. A uh, new way to appreciate video games because 
You know, you're sometimes you're moving fast through a video game and you miss all of the work and detail that has been put into it. Yeah. Uh, and that's and one it's of a great way to, yeah. where you're just like, there's way more going on than what I'm seeing on the screen. Like, what are they yeah. planning? Um, and uh, yeah, that's just, that's what I'll be doing for as long as people will watch me, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And that's I hope great. to continue. I, I'm blessed to blessed to review games and have people actually show up to watch. <laughs> like, that's really cool, I would, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you you put out great work, so it, it is clear why people do. Um, Christian Spicer, what about you? What do you got going on this week? Twitter's the best way, at Spicer, S-P-I-C-E-R. I have still been uh, deep in packing and shipping uh, people their copies of my comic book Consequences. It's been awesome. I find it very therapeutic. I'm very got meticulous. Mine. You did. I know. I got mine. You did. It's right over there. It's uh, uh, just off camera i got it hundreds of others are, are being ferreted out uh, as we speak and starting at more tomorrow morning as well um it's very stream- cool man super dude much higher quality much it's a it, it feels like it doesn't feel like just a single issue of a comic book it feels like a full experience and kudos to you for going that extra mile and making it look and feel great talk about tactile yeah, thank you. I I love it in the physical form, and thank you for saying that. Like with all of the kind of mercs, the stickers, the pins, it's. I want you to look at it and go like, is, this is better than Mondo stuff, or like at least this. Like, I, it's not junk, you know. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not five and dime. I, I want people to be really proud of it and have it on their shelves. So thank you. That 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 uh that means a lot. I mean, and I'm the, not gonna be proud of it and have it on my shelf well, but I, I, your house is only so it's only like <laughs> so big i know how big it is you don't have room clearly you gotta have a movie theater somewhere in there you can't <laughs> you can't fit a comic yeah here um, i am like one foot from my bed and just like got three beds in the same room it's, like, eh. it's true i got a lot of beds but they just got there it's a real yeah, hassle just, to get a that's, that's because i had to get the extra bed because the first bed didn't arrive <laughs> one's inflatable be honest and uh, and then I do a newsletter, which you can find at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. I just put a new one out uh, this weekend about Xbox Game Pass games and kind of what that means and how I think Psychonauts is showing, a, redefining that term. I think it gets used negatively sometimes. And I think Psychonauts 2, I won't read you the whole newsletter, but I think it's kind of that first foray into Microsoft's bigger vision mm-hmm. for what Game Pass is and what Game Pass games are. So that's free to subscribe to. It's fun to see, um, I won't out anybody, but like devs replying and like reading. It's really cool to get that feedback. And it's fun. It's it's informal. I write as I talk. This isn't like, I'm not trying to highfalutin, anal, like deep dive of games. It's very much a conversation. It's let's chat games. And uh, you can subscribe to that and drop by. It's lowfalutin. Low I was about to say that. I was like, what is the just opposite falutin. of high fal- Just falutin. Just falutin. Yeah. shoes. What level? Just falutin. Classic standard mid, falutin. Mid-tier falutin. It's like in and out. You know, it's like it's a more adequate. Now you're just downselling yourself. You're like, eh, I'd like for you to come because it's crap. No, 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 no. It's, it's not... That is funny. There has to be falutin. Anyway, now I'm going to deep dive. My next newsletter will be on the different levels of falutancy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, by the time you're done, you'll be falutant in falutancy. Hey, that's terrible. Um, I have other shows for you to check out if you're so inclined. You can always follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two N's and one T. 
You can always email us here at the show, dlcfeedback at gmail.com. But if you want to hear me talk about movies and TV shows, I have a show called The Filmcast, uh, which you can find anywhere you get podcasts. It is uh, good fun. And we talk about all the latest stuff. So check that out. Uh, I also do a sports show called, it's sometimes called The Fan Controlled Show, but every week because it is fan controlled, the title changes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is voted on every single week by the people who watch. Uh, and it is all about uh, fan-controlled football, which is uh, basically Madden meets real life. It's really, really cool. Uh, and we do a wacky show every Thursday on Twitch at twitch.tv slash FCF. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, this last week, I broke the show because I showed people how many unread text messages were on my phone. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> But if you want to see that, uh, I basically ruined my relationship with a bunch of people. Um, also, I do a comedy science show called We Have Concerns. You can find that at wehaveconcerns.com. And my live play Dungeons & Dragons show called The Dungeon Run, which you can find at twitch.tv slash The Dungeon Run or on YouTube or as a podcast. Lots of ways to listen to that or enjoy it. I encourage you to check it out. All right. Let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts. Carrick, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week? Yeah, go watch Fringe. Mm. Fringe is like one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and I'm rewatching it for like the 55th time. At some point, I'm sure the family will move out. But <laughs> I'm I'm big into that, and uh, for if you're like a Dungeon Dragons fan, I've always been a fan of TV shows like X Files and and Movie of the Week, Supernatural, for giving you ideas. And I'm doing a bunch of D and D stuff in our Discord, and I always tell people I'm like, that's the what you need to watch is those where it's just giving you an idea every. And Fringe was just it's just one of my favorite things. It's also a feel good. Sounds really weird, but it's a feel good show because it's uh it's about a team, and even though things go wrong. It's a, a team doing stuff. I've, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm a huge fan of like the the group going out and trying to solve something or fix something in TV shows, in movies and books. And I just <laughs> love Fringe. I, like I talk about it way too much. Speaking of wow. that, if you ever want somebody to come on your show and talk about Fringe or sci-fi shows, <laughs> I'm your man. I, Sounds like it's I, happened I, already. I uh, yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, where is Fringe currently streaming? Uh, I I don't know. I own it. <laughs> like ah, I own, I, I buy Battlestar Fringe. Like nice. if I like it, I I definitely re- return that investment and I, I right. buy it. I don't think Amazon probably does. <laughs> I'm just one on streaming. <laughs> you know, I always feel like they're yeah. getting shortchanged. But oh no, wait. I actually, I'm sorry. Amazon. It Amazon is. It, yeah, Prime. yeah. I think it is on yeah. streaming on Amazon. Cool. Fringe. Christian Spicer. What about you? Got a parting gift. I do, and it's for you, Jeff. Text your wife back. Ooh, there's my who? so my your what? wife. There's so oh. many unread texts from her. On now your I phone. know not to Idiot. just randomly text him. If I want to get a hold of him, I'm gonna have to figure out some other way. Like, be like, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" Just nothing, and I won't feel bad because now I know. Apparently, he just uses the phone to play like snood or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing he's like is yeah. there another is there another use for this device i'm Dude, not aware of mine it. doesn't actually have a phone number <laughs> yours that's, doesn't have a phone no, number i do not have a phone number I is that do, true 
It's absolutely true. We have a honeypot phone number people can call that looks like it's mine, but it's not wow. even, I don't even listen to it. I just have my cell phone connected so that I can play games. And talk <laughs> That's to you hilarious. Guys on, on, on Twitter. Uh, real life parting gift is I, I got a little bit of stuff on Twitter and from various places, and I'll try to do it uh, concisely, but like fitness stuff, we talk about geeks and sneaks on here. And yeah. um, my advice, and maybe I've done this before, but it, it's kind of rooted in a few basic principles. One, consistency is more important than almost anything else. It's more important than how long, how hard, how heavy it's consistent. That's the yep. first. Three. It's not how far, it's not how long, it's how often. How often. Number two is do today what you know you're going to be able to do again tomorrow. Replace tomorrow with your, if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but weekend warrioring, going out there and killing yourself is going right. to disincentivize you from doing it again. So go easy. Do what you know you can do again tomorrow, which then leads me to the third principle is you're, what you're ultimately working toward is being comfortable being uncomfortable. The key is to find that area where you are comfortable in your uncomfortable state. Um, and that's when you're able to kind of push yourself. Until then, be comfortable, be consistent, and then work towards that finding happiness in that uncomfort. And I think you'll be shocked, not with like week 10 results, but in your mood, your feelings, your emotional state, and then how long you stick with it. The joke I used to do is that the worst part about getting in shape is that you still have to keep getting there. It's yeah. not like Jeff getting to Denver. Now he's in Denver. It's yeah. Denver doesn't move away. <laughs> yes, it, the yeah. goalpost keeps you, you. You're never there. And yeah. so as long as you're able to embrace the pursuit, you'll be happy. That's it. Bravo. Very cool. Um, my parting gift is a comic book. Thank that you. Was on <laughs> Kickstarter or that is on Kickstarter. That was sent to me, but it isn't Christian's book. Uh, although I do highly recommend Consequences. Uh, this is a, a, a very strange book. It's very adult. Uh, it is called Dwellings. It's a, it's a comic by Jay Stevens. Uh, and somebody reached out and sent me uh, the first two issues of this. It is on Kickstarter uh, and, and, and is described there as a retro cute small town horror. What does that mean? Well, imagine the art style of like a Richie Rich or Nancy, but then the most disturbing, violent, graphic horror. But in that adorable art style, it's this wild mashup of two very disparate things. And it kind of works. I mean, it's dark, dark, but... If you're into horror, I think you should check out Dwellings. Uh, it is on Kickstarter. I've read the first two issues. They are each issue is a fully full complete story. It is an anthology like Tales from the Crypt or something, uh, and very dark, very disturbing. First issue is about this kind of person turning into a, a crow that kills people. Uh, but again, adorable drawings. That get very, very graphic, very gory and, and visceral. Uh, it's called Dwellings. So uh, it, it, it was something. It was something. The Kickstarter uh, in this is gnarly, by the way. Yeah. Are you, are you looking at it? I'm yeah, looking at it right now. And you're talking about the crow and then he's showing some, 
some black and white. The, the, I'm assuming those are like early sketches and just yeah. some of the things he's saying is like. Yes. And right. It's wild. And and the books are done in that old like it's um like it's an old Richie Rich. Yeah. And, and they'll have uh, fake ads, a page of ads, mm. all original, um, but done in that time period that like 50s and 60s time period. It's uh, it's really kind of neat. But man, it's it's also dark. Uh, we also got a listener-suggested parting gift. This was sent to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. It was sent to us by Andrew, and I thought it was the perfect one for today because it hits on a couple of things we were talking about, board games and also the Alien franchise. Uh, Andrew writes, I have a tabletop time parting gift. Ravensburger recently released the board game Alien Fate of the Nostromo. This is a cooperative game for one to five players that captures the feel of the first film combined with a little bit of the video game Alien Isolation. Each player chooses one of the crew members from the original movie and must work together to complete a series of small tasks before revealing a larger final task that will bring victory. In order to avoid player elimination, anytime a crew member encounters the alien, a morale track is used. If crew morale... Reaches zero, it's game over, man. The tasks can involve anything from crafting certain items and taking them to locations on the ship or gathering all of the new crew members in certain rooms. The board represents the ship and there are some pretty great minis of the crew and the alien. The game gets more challenging with more players and as mentioned, if you find it too easy, you can add in uh, other characters to really mess things up. My son and I have managed one victory with just the two of us, but playing with four players has left us victim to the aliens so far. We like to play the background deck noise of the Nostromo for some added immersion. <laughs> awesome. How cool is that? Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. The show is the highlight of my commute each week. Thanks, Andrew. Very cool. Uh, sounds like the, the board game version. Uh, then Alien IP is working out pretty well. Alien Fate of the Nostromo is the name of this game. It's got a cat mini, by the way. Hey, you, got, you can't have a first alien without a cat. You cannot have the first alien without that damn cat, can you? That's right. Uh, if you'd like to have your parting gift read on the show, please send it to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Carrick and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star for those cool bumpers. Thanks to all the folks hanging out with us live in the chat rooms. We appreciate you. And thanks to each and every one of you who download the show and listen to us, giving us your time. We are grateful and we'll be back next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. <laughs>